the new naturals, were formed in a basement under flickering light and frayed nerves. In those nascent days, Gibraltar and Rio worried about their unborn daughter. The world was imploding in certain places, exploding in others, melting, sliding, boiling. Gibraltar and Rio were academics living in Boston at a liberal arts college with a progressive mission. They taught black people to white children. They had met in graduate school in North Carolina, fell in love with each other's research, discovered each other's bodies during a Christmas karaoke party in a one-person bathroom. Rio was the brilliant one, the beautiful mind. She studied slave revolts, was descended from a post-emancipation black executive from an all-black town. She could trace herself to a lush grove in Florida. Gibraltar studied modern athletics and its connections to slavery. He wanted to write a best-selling book and get paid lump sums to comment on race for media conglomerates. Gibraltar was born to hustlers in Little Rock, Arkansas, an untraceable lineage, a web of false identities convoluted in the jazz age. There was a distant uncle, a war hero, sent to die in Europe, exploded. After graduation, followed by a luxurious fellowship in the Berkshires, Rio took the job in Boston. Gibraltar rode her star. Rio took six different pregnancy tests. Rio found an OB, scheduled an appointment. They waited weeks. Gibraltar paced around the house. Gibraltar paced in the hallway. Rio sat up on the hospital bed, looked at pictures of her womb. Gibraltar stood in the hospital room, cried at the black and white images of his baby, no bigger than a bean. Gibraltar admired his wife's growing stomach, cared for her aching joints, cried when they found out the sex a baby girl. Gibraltar rubbed healing butters on Rio's stretching body, kissed her collarbone when they maneuvered through sex, twisting, gentle, prioritizing comfort. Rio looked around and hated what her new perspective revealed. When she first moved to Boston, she'd admired her colleagues, lifelong New Englanders who drank wine and whiskey by the bottle, toughed through blizzards, lamented what they saw as our cultural metal softening. These were people descended from pre-America, colonizers in the literal sense. Immigrants, too, escaping famine, war, divorces, abuse, a calculus professor from Neapolitan parents had put his arms around Rio and Gibraltar after orientation when they were milling about minding their business. The calculus professor sandwiched his face between their faces and said he understood, you know, what it was like. Didn't they know? Neapolitans were the blacks of Europe. Sure, whatever. It was charming, a misguided attempt at camaraderie. She walked around Boston's twisting and impractical streets, imagined her daughter popped out her belly, walking at her side, holding her hand, growing a foot a minute until she was taller than Rio, taller than a bus, taller than the new multi-purpose luxury structure in her neighborhood. She'd looked up at her giant daughter, see her giggling when a cloud tickled her nose. Her giant daughter squatted behind Rio during a committee meeting, 
her giant head a floor above, listening in on a 200-level debate about Jonathan Franzen. This was a new committee, one created for inclusion, diversity, and representation. Rio, the only black person in the room, held her notebook over her face. The calculus professor said something about affirmative action, a dismissive statement, or Rio guessed it was dismissive because a sociology professor threw a glass of orange juice at the calculus professor's face. Rio wasn't listening. Rio was worried about her giant daughter, who was twisting with boredom, just like Rio.